Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mama, and welcome back to the Stable Mama Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you here. And today I'm really excited because we have another fabulous guest and I cannot wait to introduce her. Her name is Delphine Carter. She is the founder and CEO of Bulo Solutions, a career matching service that helps women stay in and return to the workforce. Bulo has now helped over 1,000 women and has generated over $1 million in revenue. She was able to fund Bulo's $500,000 seed stage while working and raising her children during the pandemic. Like this woman is incredible and I cannot wait to hear her story. So let's give a big warm welcome to Delphine. Yay, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Incredible. I mean, you hit 1 million in revenue, huge seed stage, and you were doing this while raising babies and during the pandemic. Well, what's so funny is when you read that on paper, you're like, wow, that sounds a lot smoother than what it really looked like to get that all done. But I guess, yeah, we got that done. It was a teamwork, obviously, but we got it done. We're all, we're all moms. The company is 98% moms. So. Oh my goodness. I love this so much, but before we really dive into it, I do have to stick to my guns here because we have this one amazing question that I love to ask all of our incredible guests like yourself. And that is, how do you do it? How do you build your incredible business and keep stability in your life? Uh, Maybe redefining stability. So stability before I started a business looked a lot different than the stability that I have that I expected today. And then the stability that I implemented in COVID. And so it's knowing that stability looks different in each season of your life. And so I have gotten extremely nimble about adjusting what stable looks like for my kids as they age and also for myself. Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna lie. I've been doing this podcast for like a year and a half now. And that is the first time I heard that answer. And I love it. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but I was like, ah, oh brilliance right here. Oh my goodness. See, this is going to be such a good episode. <laughs> All right. So that, like, like I said, incredible answer. I absolutely love it because it's true. We really have to define it in each stage we're in because it's going to change because our life is changing. That's the whole point. So love your answer. Now let's dive into this incredible business. So you said it's 98% moms. Yeah. So the team that we created to build Bulo is 98% moms. And one, um, we call him our working dad because he is the primary caregiver in his family. He's had an incredible career and he's he's also very committed to what we're trying to do. And so he's working with us too. So I should say we're 99% caregivers, I guess. But our whole, everything that we started was to help women stay in and return to the workforce so that they could have a a balance. They could have professional achievement without compromise. I think when women enter the workforce, 
they've got this career that they're looking for. And then they get children and sometimes they feel forced out of the career or they make the conscious decision that they just really need to step back or they feel like they're going everywhere on two wheels and like a complete insane, crazy person. And that's, there's no logical reason why that, why that has to happen. And so we created Bulo to help solve that. I absolutely love that because, uh, so I did 10 years in corporate. I was an electrical engineer and I think I agreed with every single stage you laid out, right? So you had the awesome career and then like you had the kids and you started to pull back and eventually now uh, I work as a professor so that I could have that extreme flexibility, right? I had to leave a, a profession I really loved because I didn't think I could do both. So I love, I love this idea and this concept. So how do you do that? Like, what does your business do in order to establish? Like? Yeah. That's right. And so, so we recruit women and then we have them go through an onboarding process. It creates a 360 degree profile that's live. So as you adjust your information in the profile, it changes the 360 view. That 360 degree view helps us highlight the women that are trying to return to the workforce who have a background that's nonlinear, that has some gaps in it. They haven't been doing, they're generalists maybe in their prior careers. And so this 360 degree profile helps explain that Beth was not sitting there playing tennis, eating bonbons all day, that she can exhibit leadership. She can show innovation. And that's in some day-to-day -day things that we don't think about, but we're really doing on a daily basis. And so that profile gets created. And then what we do is we turn to the businesses and say, okay, business, what jobs are you, can you give us full-time, part-time, temp that offer flexibility? And a lot of times we have to help them understand what flexibility looks like. And so that's flexibility in location, that's flexibility in hours, or that's just a flexible culture. And what that means is a culture where you're managed and being successful by your results, not because your butt is in a seat in one place. And so once we find those businesses, then we just start matching the two. And so there's a lot of times that we'll math match Beth with a job and she thinks, I'm not, I can't do that, there's no way. And the business will be like, oh, I want a Salesforce expert. And we're like, uh-uh, you guys have to meet, this is really gonna work out. And so then we match them, they interview them and they go off happily into the ever after. We also have women who like you are in that corporate space. They don't want to leave. Like there's a, the only thing I've ever been good at in life is work. And so I never wanted to leave work. And so we help women find jobs that do offer that flexibility because we've talked to those businesses about the value, the quality of the hire they're going to get, the commitment of the hire and the businesses buy-in. No, I absolutely love that because one of the pieces that stuck out to me is essentially you're using our mom life skills and you're translating them to like, like, which they are, but we don't view them that way into like corporate job, like awesomeness, like skills that we can put on a resume. Okay. I want everybody who's listening to think about these things. This is what exactly why we tell our businesses they need a mom on board. So moms are more productive and efficient. Think about getting your three kids four kids, three kids to five places at the exact same time, flexibility. You have a schedule when you wake up, it's not going to be the same. You're going to have to adapt and be successful still and get it done. Relationship building. We have to build relationships with new moms that we meet with new businesses that we're trying to interact with PTO, the kids, all of it. Entrepreneurship. There are more women in the small business space 
than there are anyone else. And that's because you've got a goal that you're trying to reach and you're going to get there no matter what. And it's because of number five, which is perseverance. So these are the traits that we go to businesses and say, this is what you get in a mom. And I guarantee you that there's a lot of people who are on your team right now that are probably lacking and this person can help guide them in that area. Oh my goodness. It, it's so good to hear it that way. Like so, so often we underplay, like we devalue what we do as moms, but we are incredible. Like period. Super incredible. Do you know, do you know what my biggest problem is, is when we get moms who come on board and they say, I've just been a mom for five years, three years, whatever. That word just is the most self-limiting word I think that we can say. A hundred percent. And it's actually, it's one of the things that I'm really diving into in my own business is like, how to express the worthiness, the value that is in motherhood and bring that out into entrepreneurship, right? And, and to, to show your worth, to own it. And I think that's incredible because that's essentially exactly what you're doing. Well, and it's also the women who you have that are holding themselves back because they're scared or they don't think they have what it takes. They haven't led businesses or managed PLs. You've got all the traits to do it. It's just taking that step and plunging into it because you've got some innate skills. There's a study that's done from Bright Horizons in 2019. And it says 89% of American workers agree that working moms in leadership roles bring out their very best employees as compared with working fathers or even employees without children. And it's because they're better listeners, more diplomatic, better team players, calmer in a crisis. Those are the things. And as you see during COVID, more women join the Fortune 500 in the C-suite positions in like CEO positions because of that empathy skill and the ability to help lead the business through this crisis. Right, and, and I love like the, the common thread here is the fact that we are moms, right? It's, it's that, that's what yeah. that gives us our power. Being a mom doesn't limit you, it enhances you. Yes. Oh my God. This is like the best message ever. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I, I'm just curious, like this is such a powerful message. And I think every, if you're listening, tell everybody <laughs> right, I, that everyone needs to hear, but like what, what translated this for you? What made you like, I need to start this and, and start getting that ball rolling. Yeah. So I, um, there's, there's two stories that kind of go in parallel. One, I've worked as a product manager, corporate world. Like you said, it was a startup though. And so we were able to be more agile and I'd start these new little micro businesses under it. So I'd launch new products and I'd start looking for a copywriter or a project manager. And the resume that I kept getting from my people team looked like the exact same person over and over and over again. And I was just really disappointed in what I was getting, but then I would be on a ball field that weekend and somebody next to me would be saying, gosh, I really wish I could get back to work. This is what I used to do. And I was like, wait, I need you. And so the more I kept hearing those stories, I started researching, well, why aren't these women surfacing? Why can't I find them? And it was because most people had tried to look for jobs and their resumes just never showed up on the job boards. So 80% of these job boards, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, surface the exact same people. And there's this hidden layer of people that don't show up because of the algorithm. And that's nothing against these women. It's math that kind of screwed it up or the algorithms behind these tools. So it's nothing against you. It's this system that was put in place. And so 
I just started, I, I reached out to colleagues who own businesses, peers, and said, hey, um, do you have any roles open? Would you be open to letting me bring you a few candidates? And then I went to some local coffees and said, hey, would you want to, do you want to get back to work? And this is what I'm trying to do. And just started testing it really lightly. And the response was amazing on both sides. No, definitely. I think you definitely hit a sweet spot here. I'm just curious. So like, how far is your reach now? Like, is this like an online process? Oh yeah. So it started off, you know, Excel, like anybody who's trying to start a business, you're like, okay, I'm doing survey monkey, Excel spreadsheets and all this madness. And then you grow, you know, you invest in some online, something digital. And so we built an online portal and we were still kind of focused in Birmingham. COVID blew the lid off of it. So with COVID, we had people who were hiring who all of a sudden said, I don't care where they are. And then we also had women who were online trying to figure out where they could find jobs. And so we are, our concentration has been in the Southeast, but it just keeps spreading further and further into the Midwest. And then even California, God bless them for being as, um, as intentional as they are about hiring diverse candidates. They, they seek diverse candidates. And of course, our name shows up. And so we've got had a lot of jobs over there as well. That's amazing. I absolutely love it. And I love that it, it you this happened during a pandemic. I just I feel like it speaks volumes that like this is meant to happen. Uh, amazing. <laughs> I'm just curious. I hope it is. <laughs> it really is. I promise you. I think it's incredible. Um, I am curious though, as as you grow. How did that affect your family? I love how you said stability changed for you. So as you were growing your business, right, it kind of exploded during the pandemic. How did that affect your working relationship with your kids, your flow? Yeah. So I'm a single mom too. So take it with, with that context. One of the things, the first thing I did when I told my kids, hey, I'm quitting, <laughs> I'm quitting this job, um, was we were at Target. And I think my daughter started picking up stuff and I was like, okay, I should have shared this earlier, but here, we're going to have this really honest conversation in the aisles of Target, which was Target shopping is going to look a lot different. We're going to come in and we're not going to get distracted. And so that's what I called it. We're going to come in with what we're supposed to buy and we're not getting distracted. We need to buckle down. And then, um, and then I think, you know, we'll value things differently. And so we had that conversation. And now every time we go into Target, I'll like, head towards the workout clothes and my daughter's like, you're distracted. <laughs> so it was having a conversation of like finances are going to look a little bit different now. And then the second piece was <laughs> the second piece was I almost need like a hanger on my door when I need to not be disturbed because I was trying to raise money and have these investor conversations and look totally professional and I would have like my, at the time she'd be nine, like strolling across the back in her pajamas. And so it was just having a conversation of where the boundaries are in the house now and where they need to check. But also that if she wants to come in here and sit and listen to me talk, go for it. Like, I loved that. And so my kids started to understand when I told them, no, I can't take you somewhere or no, we can't do that right now. They understood what I was trying to do and why I couldn't do that. And it became more real to them. Oh, I love it. Essentially, while you are empowering other mothers, right? So you're, you're getting them jobs, you're showing them their worth. You're really demonstrating it, right? You're owning it by laying down those boundaries and, and really being dedicated to, to it, this movement. Yeah, it, you're right. The boundaries is the key one. It's putting boundaries. We hear mothers tell us, 
I'm going to have a really tough time explaining to my teenager why I want to get a job again. And others that say, my daughter told me she doesn't want me to go to work. She wants me to be available. Well, we spend, mothers today spend more time with their kids than any previous generation. So it used to be that we, you know, the kids would come home, they'd go play outside, they'd self-play, they'd self-organize. And that has kind of stopped based on our neighborhoods and different things. And, you know, everybody's trying to teach phonetics when they're two years old and all this stuff. And so it's the amount of time that we have spent has really changed our children and how they develop. And so telling my kids, I'm going to have to pull back and you guys are going to have to do some of this stuff on your own, I think is stronger for them. It's an adjustment and your kid's going to figure out as a teenager how to make their PBJ. It's just, you have to prioritize, will I be a better mom when I have what I need as well, when I feel more, more whole myself? Oh my goodness. Yes. You hit on two big ones that I love to talk about every single time. So I'm going to do it again. (laughs) It's like creating that independence in our children. Right. And like, I feel like we come to the, so far into like loving our children, but almost making them codependent, right. Because of the amount of time we want to spend with them. And and we just want the best for them. And I think that's great, but teaching them independence is one of the best things we can do for them. So there are some incredible studies. There's a podcast I was listening to about the adolescent brain because I happen to have a 13-year-old boy who's like right in the thick of it. Now I was trying to understand his brain, which is obviously way bigger than one podcast. But a key point that I took away was the way that the adolescent brain looks exactly like the brain of a toddler, somebody who's one who's turning two, a two-year-old. The development is the exact same. And what that is, is they're trying to, they're trying to create experiences so their brain can start growing and processing and learning. And so when we are always hovering over our kids or managing who their teachers are and who their playmates are and, and just micromanaging their lives, those experiences that they used to have are not theirs anymore. They're through our filters. And so it slows down the maturing of our children. And so there was all these studies, of course, you can't let them just go play with knives. But the point is, is there's some things that are going to happen that they have to learn and have that rocky experience in order to be the great humans that we need on this planet. I love it. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. Uh, I don't know, podcast episode that was, but yes, that's an incredible message. Yes. I, should, I need to remember it so I can highlight it. <laughs> and then the, the second thing that you said, which I absolutely love, is that when we fulfill our purpose, right? When we're all filled up, we become better mothers. <laughs> Sorry, speaking of motherhood, my two-year-old decided to join us. Um, but yeah, there's something about fulfilling yourself as an individual. Filling up your cup allows you to come back and be the best version of yourself for your children. It's, it's incredible. It is. I think, I think you, and sure, like we all end up having feeling pulled in different directions when we're trying to balance both, but there is that underlying feeling. We'll have mothers come to us who say, I don't know who I am when I look in the mirror anymore. Some women have lost that identity. They're really not sure who they are if they're being a parent or if they're being a wife. Like to them, there's a missing third dimension that they need to get back. So, so true. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you've just made so many fabulous points in this interview. It's been incredible. Where can we find out more information about you? 
Um, well, about me, I'm on LinkedIn. So I share information about what it's like having women in the workforce, about companies that are doing culture really well, that are eliminating bias um, towards caregivers and that are really being intentional about creating good cultures. But then also just go to bulosolutions.com, B-O-U-L-O, and you can start building out your profile if you're somebody who's interested in getting back into the workforce and ready to start at part-time or really just go all in at full-time. And then for the moms out there that could be working full-time in that corporate world and are wondering exactly how they're going to keep going when they're being asked to come back into the office full-time, you know, same thing, create a profile and then we'll start matching you with jobs that only offer flexibility and really respect your role as a caregiver. Does it also connect, so a lot of the listeners are small business owners, connect small businesses with bigger businesses and build relationships that way? Yeah. And so we definitely, um, we work with a lot of small to medium-sized businesses. And so it's very, what we can do is help them build tools in a very agile manner, but we also will have experiences where they can connect with each other and learn from each other as well. Amazing. Girl, this has been an incredible interview. I am so, so very glad to have connected with you. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And listeners, this is an amazing opportunity. Uh, definitely go check her out because I think this is just something that needs to be spread because it's, it's an incredible message. We'd love it. And for all of your listeners, go follow your dream. Just take that chance to do it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.